Man, the Nationals just had a very tough weekend, but there's two takeaways. One, the Nationals may have just hindered themselves at this year's trade deadline, but two, I think C.J. Abrams may have arrived. You are Locked On Nationals, your daily Washington Nationals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This episode of Locked On Nationals is brought to you by eBay Motors. A championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. Same with your vehicle. So for parts that fit, head to eBay Motors and look for the green check. Stay in the game with eBay Guaranteed Fit. eBayMotors.com. Let's ride. eBay Guaranteed Fit. Only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions do apply. Welcome to Locked On Nationals. I'm your host, Ryan Clary. Host of this said podcast. Part of the Locked On podcast network where you get your team every single day and over the course of today's show we're going to get into previewing this Chicago Cubs series as the Nationals get ready to go into Wrigley Field which is always a friendly uh, little reminder of where this Nationals team once was and we all remember game four in the NLDS back in 2017 Steven Strasburg so we got Mackenzie Gore on the bump tonight. I'm going to talk about that game, really preview this series a little bit later on. And then it's a Monday. You know what that means? It's a Nationals Stock Report Day as we try to get you up to date on all the best and possibly the worst individual performances for this Nationals team and much, much more in a deep dive on that. But as I said, there were a couple takeaways from this weekend. And there's really three of them. I said there's two. Both of them kind of collude together, but there's one big takeaway. The Nationals may have just hindered themselves come this trade deadline. And I say that, and it is not a joke. Because this Nationals team, we all know, this is going to be a fire sale come this deadline. It's not going to be a fire sale for all the young pieces we have. Don't worry about that. The future is still in the future. But this Nationals team, we've all known, we've all been talking about all year. Jamer Candelario, Hunter Harvey, those two pieces who are going to be big trade acquisitions for teams come this deadline. And guess what happens now? Hunter Harvey is looking like it is likely that he is going to be going on the injured list and therefore his draft stock, or not his draft stock, his trade stock, down. Jamer Candelario hurts his thumb. Tried to give it a go yesterday. Was not happening. And over the weekend, he jammed it once again. And now we're back here. And J. Mayor Candelario has a hurt thumb for a third baseman that is so necessary to have that thumb feeling well. This Nationals team right now just cannot catch a break. It's as simple as that. Because when you have guys like that who you're really hanging on to, and those are going to be your main pieces come this deadline that will be shipped off. And now they aren't. Probable. Jamer Candelario will still find a home elsewhere. He's still going to be traded. But at this moment in time, I look at Hunter Harvey. Is right now the best time to trade away his asset? And even then, how hurt is he? Because he is likely to be going on the injured list. Who knows how long? It's forearm tightness. We've all heard that phrasing before. Sometimes it's fine. Sometimes it's not. 
I'm not going to speculate as to what it could be, as to what this could really contribute to. But we all know, when you use those terms, forearm tightness, it's never a good sign for any team, for any player, for any position, but in particular for a guy who has had injury history, someone who has a long history of it, someone who was a first-round pick at one point by the Orioles. The only reason why he never really made it to be a starter was because of the injuries. He's got a long history of having arm issues. It's dating back to the Orioles. He had some issues last year with the Nationals. And now right before this trade deadline, just about a week and a half, two weeks before this trade deadline, and it's looking like he's banged up yet again. It's not Hunter Harvey's fault. The guy's pitched really well. He's been used in a ton of different situations. It's no one's fault. But it does kind of sting. You just had to get all this off. Hunter Harvey, who's going to be a a main guy who's going to be shipped off for this Nationals team come next week. Now all of a sudden it's just not looking like it. And I don't think that's a smart move to do at this point also, depending how hurt he is. Because I do believe Hunter Harvey could get you back something relatively decent. Is it going to be like a Mason Thompson kind of guy? Yes, if he was healthy. And I think if you were to ship him off, depending on how hurt he is, depending on how big of an injury this is, who really knows what it is? But if you were to ship him off right now, the price is just going down by about half. And I say that just because of the recency bias of it. If he's going to have forearm tightness, and if you're going to say that's what the injury is, which they have said, Teams are going to look by this and say, eh, do we really trust this guy being able to pitch through October? Because those are the teams that are going to be going after Hunter Harvey. They need health. Health is at the priority of these guys coming this deadline. Yes, you may take a, ch- a chance on someone who's been injured in the past. You may take a chance on someone who may not be that number one bullpen kind of guy who does have that upside, though, like a Hunter Harvey. But even then, when you get hurt right before the deadline, your price goes by, goes down the gutter. So I think the Nationals at this moment in time should probably reconsider trading away Hunter Harvey. And the reason why that is, is because of the price. You can get something for him. Next year, you can certainly get something for him. But right now might not be the best time to trade him away, especially because the way that he's been pitching. If you truly do believe the way that I do, how Hunter Harvey could be out of this bullpen, he's going to be an asset for whatever team it is. Even if you don't trade him, he's going to help your team. He's going to help your team out of the bullpen. But it's not the moment in time if you're going to ship him away just to ship him away. You should wait to get the right price back because his stock will rise once again, just depending on how long and how bad this injury is. No one really knows. It could just be a quick IL stint, and then he's back in a few weeks. But who knows? On the other side with Jamer Candelario, it's going to drop his stock a little bit as well. And he was going to be the main one gone. He was probably the one that you could say, this guy is going to return a pretty decent prospect. Someone who could help us even this year. But at this moment, a banged up thumb, it just sucks. That's all you can say about it. No one's to be blamed. No one should be getting yelled at. It just sucks. It's unlucky. And it's kind of what has carried the Nationals over the last few years. 
the key word and the key phrase, unlucky. This team just doesn't get the luck. But there's also another takeaway over this weekend. As we continue to see all the success of this rebuild, seeing all these different flashy things, I think C.J. Abrams is safe to say he has arrived. C.J. Abrams over this weekend, and really since getting into that leadoff spot, has been awesome. Awesome. C.J. Abrams so far this season, you just talk about looking in in the eye test. I think the eye test, what I say a lot, is a little bit overrated. I like numbers. I like real things. But when you look at him out there, the approach that he has been having over the last few weeks, even back to batting in that ninth spot, and then going up to the leadoff spot, his approach is completely different. And over this weekend, we've seen him over the last year and a half. This guy hasn't really been able to hit junk pitches. What did he do over this last weekend? He hits a triple off a breaking ball, then he hits a home run off a breaking ball as well. C.J. Abrams starting to turn that corner in his development to be that everyday shortstop the Nationals hoped him to be and really that the Padres hoped him to be someday. Because what he reminds me of is jarring to say. Not a lot of people will throw this out there. But he does kind of remind me over this last few weeks like a young Trey Turner. Now, while the numbers really aren't the same, while this is only a small period of this season, The success that he has been having across the board, defensively, offensively, on the base path. This is the C.J. Abrams that the Nationals traded for. This is the top 10 prospect that the Nationals were expecting at that last deadline. He's still only 22 years old. This guy's got room to grow. And now you're starting to see the success as Davey Martinez is giving him a little bit more room to run, literally and figuratively getting him that leadoff spot, taking that next step in his development, really leading this team. That is a C.J. Abrams that a lot of us expected to see right away. But even then, looking back at that, that was a little silly to think that it would work right then and there. Because it didn't. 21 years old, being a starting shortstop for a contending NL West team last year, to fast forward to being one of the worst teams in all of baseball with the Washington Nationals last year, getting your opportunity to start in that second half of the season. Come this year, you start, start off slow. But once again, he's starting to pick it up. And you're starting to see why this guy was such a prized prospect for the San Diego Padres. But now, let's get into C.J. Abrams and a little bit more on this stock report. As you can tell, you probably know who's going to be stock up for first come, first serve on this national stock report. But before we do that, I got to tell you guys about our friends over at Sleeper. And guys, Sleeper is just such a fun app. And do you think anyone out there can name this? Do you think Aaron Judge tonight could hit a home run if he was playing or even someone like a Shohei Otani? Well, we sure do. And on Sleeper, you can swing for the fences up to 100-time payouts All you have to do is choose two or more players that you like and select more or less on their stat categories like home runs, strikeouts, hits, and more. Get your picks right, and you could win big. Guys, when I go over there, this is what I love to do because Sleeper is a fantasy sports plus real money gaming app focused on bringing people together through sports and gaming. Swing the fences on Sleeper's picks and don't 
miss a thing because you can win up to 100 times your money. Use promo code Locked On to sleep or match your first deposit up to $100. Predict the hottest baseball stats like home runs, hits, strikeouts, and much more to cash in on your daily fantasy baseball skills. Use promo code Locked On and sleep or match your first deposit up to $100. Guys, it's really fun. Don't do it because I got your back right here with our friends over at Sleeper. And thank you guys for making Locked On Nationals your first listen every day. Now it is time for the Nationals Stock Report as we get you the best and the worst individual performances as we go up with a stock up for the players who are playing well and a stock down for the players who haven't been Oh, so well. So we're going to discuss that. But before we do that, let's get you guys a stock up for Mr. C.J. Abrams. C.J. Abrams right now, as we sit here on July 17th, 2023, he has a higher B war than Trey Turner. He's got a higher slugging than Josh Bell, two pretty good former nationals. One is a World Series champion and one killed the hell out of the baseball for the Nationals over the last two years and really majored in that slugging department. Well, C.J. Abrams has taken that to a whole new level this year. In his last 15 games, and really since getting this leadoff spot, he's batting 364. He's got 20 hits in those 15 games. He's got nine stolen bases, and he's got seven stolen bases in his last seven games. A 962 OPS, and most importantly, a 545 slug. We talked about him a little bit in that back half of the first segment. C.J. Abrams, you're starting to see what this guy is supposed to be. He's going to be a very good hitting guy. He's not going to strike out a lot. He's not going to walk a lot either. But again, if he gets on base, that is what he does. Seven stolen bases in his last seven games and nine stolen bases in his last 15 games in total. This is the C.J. Abrams that the Nationals were expecting. This is what I was expecting. That is why you look at this guy, and he's your prototypical young shortstop that you're breeding in the major leagues, and he is starting to develop right before our eyes. That is what you want to see. That is a win in the Nationals rebuild category for today's show. Stock down, a bullpen arm that we've been gassing up a lot, Jordan Weems. First off, he's getting up a home run in two of the last three spots, and he's got a 6 7-5 ERA in the month of July. And most importantly, he's walking his five batters in his last eight innings pitch. Jordan Weems has been really good so far this season, up until the last week or two. You, when you look at, the, at Jordan Weems and what this guy does well, he kind of came in at a time where the Nationals needed some hope. They needed some help, and they needed hope out of that bullpen. What did he do? He came in, started to pitch really well in those marquee situations where the Nationals didn't really have Mason Thompson or Lyon or a Hunter Harvey type or a Kyle Finnegan and Carl Edwards Jr. All those guys were out of the equation. But this Nationals team, they found Jordan Weems after a really tough 2022. You pluck him in this rotation, in the bullpen, he comes in and pitches well. But over this last week, the issue has just been the lack of command. And it's really a lot of that when it comes to this Nationals bullpen. All of our guys have a high walk rate. They just do. I don't know what that is. Is it the fact that a lot of them are young? Jordan Weems was drafted as a catcher out of high school. Probably that. But even then, he showed us something. 
he showed us over a decent portion of the season that he was a reliable arm. And now come this month of July, it's falling apart. It's not really working. It's once again kind of falling back into the Jordan Weems expectations of what we all saw over the last few years. Not pretty. It's as simple as that. But Jordan Weems, stock down for the guy. Just hasn't been good. Stock up? I mean, does this really get any better? Does this sting you a little bit? A stock up for uh, Hunter Harvey. I'm saying that, the only reason I'm saying that is because he has pitched well. Again, he has pitched really well. And that's what makes it even worse that this guy is likely not to be traded at this deadline, in my opinion now. He's given up three hits in his last four and a third innings, four strikeouts and zero walks. And he, at this moment, just a few days ago, was raising his stock at this trade deadline. But ever since the forearm tightness, we'll just have to see what happens with Hunter Harvey. But again, he was pitching well. He was starting to get back on that edge that we saw in the first half of this season. Really the first quarter, the first two months of the season when you saw a really dominant Hunter Harvey, someone who was coming into the game being a great setup man. Someone, someone even saw him as a potential closer. But now, not anymore. But it was a stock up. He did pitch well. We'll just have to see what happens come this trade deadline, really what happens with his injury because an arm injury is no joke for a bullpen guy or a pitcher at any level out there. Stock down. You're seeing the theme here. Corey Abbott, another, another bullpen piece. Listen, I like Corey Abbott when he came on a little earlier this year. He started off well, similar to Jordan Weems. I didn't really have much expectations for him, but Corey Abbott was a former second round pick. He was a former top-ish prospect in the Chicago Cubs organization. Now, he never panned out. He never became what the Cubs thought he could be down the line. This guy did show something last year at the Nationals to where I wanted him in this bullpen. He showed me something earlier this year, kind of coming in in that uh, Austin Both kind of role where you're eating up innings. I liked it. But over, again, the last few weeks, the train tracks have gone everywhere. The train is off the tracks. He's got a 6-4-3 ERA in July. He's going up two home runs in two of his last three appearances. And his ERA was at a 4-0-5 entering July. It's now ballooned up to a 6-4-3. Listen, Corey Abbott, nothing to blame here. You cannot give this guy blame or really anything. We have no expectations for him. We really don't. But when you come in the ball game, you can't be giving up the home runs the way that you have been. You can't walk batters the way that you have been. And you just simply cannot give up the amount of runs that you have. Because a 405 ERA is not god-awful for a bullpen guy. But it's ballooned up in just a few appearances to a 6-4-3 now. About to be entering August here in two weeks. It's not good. It's not good for this Nationals team, and it's not good for this bullpen down the stretch. Stock up now for Joey Manessis. Joey Manessis has turned it on. He has completely turned it on for this Nationals team. He's got eight hits in his last six games, dating back to that Texas series where he had six extra base hits. He had four home runs of those six extra base hits, two doubles as well. 
Joey Manessas has really turned into what we all thought he could be. And I think come this deadline, teams are going to be calling about Joey Manessas. I'd be interested to see what the Nationals do with them. Do they really value him as someone they say, well, wait, let's wait till next deadline. Let's wait to see if he can establish himself as a big league hitter. When you have 22 total bags in his last six games, that is elite, really elite, whichever way you look at it. Now, Joey Manessas, where it hurts him, he's only a DH. Now, while if you're only a DH, you want to see high slugging numbers, Joey Manessas does not have that up to this moment. It certainly helped over the last few weeks, dating back to the Rangers series and what he did then. But he only had two home runs entering that series. For a DH, while it hasn't been bad, he's hovering around 300, you want your designated hitter to do damage. That is why you have that in there. You want guys to hit home runs. That is what that is about. And Joey Menezes just hasn't done that up to this point in this season, but over the last two weeks, you're starting to see it click for him. You're starting to see him get his power back and get those extra base hits and really just hit in general. Because this guy doesn't matter wherever he played at. Low A. Triple A, overseas, the guy hits. He's a hitter. He did it last year at the Nationals. He was one of the best hitters in the Nationals minor league organization. And that was that. But now you got to start seeing it just a little bit more like we've seen over the last two weeks. He's got to stick with this consistency and find that power stroke yet again. Thank you guys for making Locked On Nationals your first listen. Now, Let's check out this Chicago Cubs series as the Nationals get ready to take on the Chicago Cubs. And as well, it is a Mackenzie Gore day. We'll preview that after this. And now let's get back to the action as the Nationals get ready to face off against the Chicago Cubs tonight as you can catch this first pitch and every pitch of the Nationals and against the Cubs tonight at 8.05 Eastern time. Mackenzie Gore is on the bump. You'll want to catch every pitch of the Nationals hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just search Nationals there. So the Nationals get ready to take off against a pretty good Chicago Cubs team. While the record does not indicate that they are an amazing team, they got a 43-49 and record sitting third in the NL Central. This team does hit, and this team does have some sneaky talent as well. Y'all remember the old friend Dansby Swanson signed with the Chicago Cubs over this last offseason. We're not going to be facing him just yet in this series, but you're going up against a very solid left-handed pitcher with Drew Smiley. Drew Smiley is someone the Nationals have faced some portions over the year, and in good news or in bad news, this Nationals team, Hasn't done too well, but there's two good things to come from this. Luis Garcia, in his five at-bats, he's got three hits against the kid. He really, or four hits, rather. Four hits against Drew Smiley in five at-bats. That's an 800 batting average against him. Now, again, small sample size, but you got to take it. For a lefty-lefty matchup for Luis Garcia, it is a little weird to consider that. Because Luis Garcia, while... The numbers really don't indicate this. He hasn't been that great at the plate this year. You've seen it at times. You've seen it in glimpses. But this could be a game where Luis Garcia really breaks out tonight and really shows what he could be down the line, which is what we all so desperately need. We need positivity from this series. 
You lost two of three to the St. Louis Cardinals. You had a rain delay in just about every single game over the last few weeks. We need this. We need a game tonight with Mackenzie Gore on the mound to really kind of just lift our spirits up just a tad. Just a tad. But even in better news, as I said, there's two good things. Dominic Smith, in his five at-bats against Drew Smiley, has five hits. Five hits. Both lefties. It's so weird. It's so bizarre that this lefty-lefty situation and both these guys have owned Drew Smiley. So look for Dominic Smith tonight and look for Luis Garcia. And maybe, just maybe, they could go yard. Maybe I picked them for my sleeper pick tonight. That's what I'll do. Dominic Smith. He'll be my sleeper pick for the night. But as I said, Mackenzie Gore is on the bump. Mackenzie has had a tough stretch over the last month. He's starting to get hit around a little bit. But even then, what I've seen from Mackenzie Gore is not something mechanically. It's not really something that you look at and you can really pinpoint what it is. There's no flaws in this guy's game. His fastball is still working. His breaking pitches are still breaking. But what I have noticed with him is he's starting to get really up and really down. And what I mean by that is his emotions. He needs to stay in check and really stay in line with the vision of what is going on in that game. He needs to stay on, stay focused for the win, not lose it, and not get off tracks. Because that is something that we saw kind of affect him over the course of the first half of the season. While no one should be concerned about Mackenzie Gore, it is always a great thing to be as competitive as he has been. But what I have noticed is that he gets a little too up and a little too down. He's got to find that even-keeled situation. But as I've said, I've always thought Mackenzie Gore to be a big-game pitcher. We're playing at Wrigley Field under the lights tonight, probably against a sold-out crowd because Wrigley sells out just about every night. It's going to be a fun game, and it's going to certainly, certainly be a fun game for this Nationals team if they can continue to hit Drew Smiley. Thank you guys for making Locked On Nationals your first listen every day. The Nationals play the Chicago Cubs tonight at 8.05 Eastern time with Mackenzie Gore on the bump against lefty Drew Smiley. A little lefty-lefty crime-on-crime kind of action. I like that. Catch every pitch of the Nationals' hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just search Nationals there. On tomorrow's show, we'll have a breakdown of tonight's game at Wrigley Field as the Nationals get ready to take on the Cubs, Dansby Swanson, and a couple other big-name players as Cody Bellinger has been on a tear in the month of July. He leads all major league hitters with 20 hits in this month. Good luck, McKenzie. But even then, good luck, Cody Bellinger. You don't think he's watching film on McKenzie Gore right now? I guarantee you he is. And also, just a reminder, the Nationals should have signed Cody Bellinger because, oh my God, his numbers are out of this world right now. And he's going to be traded at this deadline for a relatively decent asset. So thank you guys for making Locked On Nationals your first listen. I'll catch you guys on the flip side. Enjoy tonight's game. Go Nats.